Hello everybody, James Arthur here from the Vault Studio and I have a very special interview today. I'm joined on the line by the new San Francisco 49er, Mitch Wisnowski. Thanks so much for jumping on with me again, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Of course, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me. Well, let's um, let's go back. I think we spoke about oh, three weeks before the draft. We had a chat and we talked about the you know the combine the upcoming draft and you, you mentioned you were feeling you know around the later round sixth or seventh round potentially undrafted and then going in as an undrafted free agent yet the, the day rolls around you get the phone call which has now gone viral on social media from from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers take you in the fourth round of the NFL draft which is absolutely incredible what were the emotions? What was the feeling like that day, mate? Uh, yeah, it's sort of hard to put into words. Um, I remember, I remember actually uh, my missus next to me, um, you know, looking at like the upcoming picks, and uh, she was like, "So who who are the like the good chances?" And I'm saying teams, and I knew 49ers were were definitely in the hunt, so I, I say the Niners, and she was like, "Oh, so." This like this could be you coming up, and I'm like, uh, I mean, really early in the fourth, I, I, uh, I doubt it, but yeah, there's a small possibility. And then I reckon about 30 seconds later, my phone rings, and it's uh, I just got a new phone, so like, I got like some trial on like some caller ID thing, so without me even having the number saved, it popped up, and it was like 49ers head office. Oh wow. Yeah, so I popped up and I look at Maddie and I was like, "You're kidding me!" Like, I no, I said, "Surely not." And then Maddie puts a hand over her face and yeah, pick up the phone and yeah, I think yeah, you've you've heard the uh, the uh, emotion and stuff. So yeah, many times I said, but we played it on our show that week. Um, it was, I guess it's just it's one of those moments that I don't know. I think the way they tried to you know, come to the Australian level as well. I just thought it was really cool. Um, you know, I think they've, they've copped a bit of flack for it, but I think with the with the way Michael Dixon has gone, Cam Johnson, which again, last time we spoke, we talked about them. I think they've a lot of people are getting around this move and I guess you must just be, uh, at that point, What what's running through your head? You're about to answer a call. You, you know what the call is at that point, surely. They're not calling to go, hey, we're going to take you in the seventh round. They're calling to say, we're taking you now. Are you nervous to answer the call? I mean, there was still a little bit of, uh, like, teams will call, not obviously, not really, like, you know, right before their pick is coming, but teams will still call throughout the day and be like, hey, we wish we could get you, but, you know, there's a DN still on the board, and, like, there's things like that that go on. I uh, So there was still something that, like, maybe, like, don't get too excited, like, there's a possibility it's not this. So I sort of like, you know, hold, holding it in until I, th- I think John Lynch was like, you, you're a 49er, like we're, we're, we're taking you with the 110th pick. So it was then when I was like, wow, like it's it's sort of like things you, you dream about it and all that. 
and like the second it happens, you, it's just like a flood of emotions. Like in Utah, I hung up a a uh, 2019 NFL draft and put my signature on it. So like every morning you wake up and you see it and sort of reminds you what you're doing today, like what you're working towards. So um, for you to actually get the call, it's, yeah, it's hard to explain. Yeah, okay. And I guess what a lot of people don't know, and this is something I certainly don't know because I've never been drafted unlike yourself, what what kind of happens after you draft? So you hang up the phone, you have that great emotional call. Obviously, you're with your family and your friends and you you know, you know you share that moment and celebrate. What's the process from there? Are you kind of straight on a plane the next day to San Francisco to, to start training or like how does it work? Uh, I think this was a Saturday. Um yeah, I think that was, yeah, it was a Saturday and it was Thursday. I flew to uh, San Fran for um, a rookie minicamp. Um, so I got a few days. Um, then you just spend a, uh, a weekend there yep. and then you go back home for a week and then you fly out for OTAs. Um, and then you're there for, I think it's like maybe five, six weeks. And okay. then you get another five and six weeks off, which is where I'm at now. And that's about to come to an end. And then we, we uh, get stuck into preseason. Yeah, okay. And, and what's, the, what's the training like? Obviously, the, the rookie mini camps, I imagine, are just kind of basic stuff. Just, just going through the basics of everything, meeting the coaches, getting to know other teammates, that sort of thing. Well, the rookie mini camp, there's, so there were, say, like seven, eight people drafted. Yep. And then there's probably a few free agents that were signed as free agents. Yep. But then there's probably 40 guys that are, it's almost like a tryout where they might keep one or two of them. Oh, um, wow. So unsigned guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of not so much for the drafted guys. It's more for the undrafted guys to, uh, you know, I did punt. But I feel like the guys like Nick Bosa and it's more like you're not being watched. It's the other guys that are being watched and until you come back the week later and that's when you're there with the veterans and you, that's when you really learn about what, what it is to be a 49er and you know every, what everyone's job is. Yeah, and you mentioned so you, you have a couple of weeks off, you then come back for the OTAs. They're obviously voluntary for the players what the rookies they're not I imagine you're, you're expected to be there I think the rookies are meant to be there or have to be there maybe but I mean everyone was there <clears throat> uh, Joe Staley was there Richard Sherman was there Jimmy Garoppolo was there um, I know Robbie Gould wasn't our kicker but he was still sorting out uh, some uh, like contracts and stuff like that but yeah. um Basically, everyone was there, and I think it's just sort of how it works. It, it says it's voluntary, but not to, everyone's there. Well, you, you mentioned Robbie Gould. He just got um, re-signed yesterday or two days ago just before the tag signing period, so he must be a happy guy coming into camp. So I imagine you'll be holding for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I spoke to him, and I'll, uh, I'll be meeting him on the 25th, so I haven't actually met him yet. We've spoke on the phone, but yeah. Well, it's nice that he's coming in with a nice fat contract. He can take you out for some lunch or something like that when he meets you. You let him know the vaults. The vaults told him he has to. <laughs> uh, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And so you, you mentioned some names before, Jimmy Garoppolo, Richard Sherman, Joe Staley. 
what's it like? It must be intimidating walking into a room or, you know, the locker room with those sorts of guys, those sorts of personalities there. Were you nervous the first couple of days? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I never watched too much NFL football, so I don't think I know to the extent like how, how much of a legend these guys are. Um, so it's a, I think it's a bit different than, than someone that like watches NFL football and has grown up watching NFL football and stuff like that. So, but you know, coming into any team and, you know, I was a, for a punter, I was a high draft pick and there's certain expectations. So there is that sort of pressure and, um, but all of the vets are all like welcoming guys and like they sort of set the standard, but they're all good dudes. So, um, they made it, they made it as easy as, as possible. Yeah. Well, that, that's good. And like, who's someone, who's your locker? Who are you in between and you with, with your locker? Uh, I'm, there's one side that, uh, isn't like I'm at the end of, I'm at the end of the locker. And then there's some, some of the other rookies, um, to the to the other side of me. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's um, is what's the facility? Obviously, you've come from Utah, which was an incredible facility, and um, and all that sort of stuff. What's the facilities like? I know they've got a new stadium there, new training facility. What's the facilities like? Yeah, I mean Utah's facilities were great, and I didn't think they could get much better. But um, the Forty ers is crazy like the emphasis that's put on nutrition and things like that and I love a good coffee and there's a great espresso machine there which helps um, but yeah it's it's pretty unbelievable when you look at the facilities um, yeah it's, it's it's hard to explain the food's great um, everything's made with love I, uh, I think I put on something like eight pounds when I when I first got there so That'll explain how how good the food was. Yeah, sure, and I'm sure they'll be getting that off you when uh when preseason starts in the next week. Yeah, well, it's already off. Yeah, but uh, good. it was sort of a shock. I went in there probably like two sixteen, two seventeen, but I wanted to be up at two twenty, yep. so I was purposely eating quite a bit. And I uh, weighed in, and I was like two twenty four, and I was I was like, oh, maybe I've gone a bit overboard, so <laughs> I had to uh had to sort that out. But no, I'm I'm. I'm uh, feeling good at the moment. That's good, man. And, and I guess like you're a you're a pretty well built guy yourself. Did people kind of walk past you and think, oh, it's a, a linebacker or, a, or or something like that? Have you had any of those questions? No, I did at Utah and at the college level. Um, most punters in the NFL are uh, a similar build anyway. Um, okay. When you get to this level, it's like everyone's a good athlete and all that sort of stuff. So. Um, no, I didn't get that at the NFL. Plus, linebackers in the NFL are different to linebackers in college. So I can imagine. Are they just a different yeah. breed of human? That's what they look like to me. They they just don't look like they're the same race as me when I look at them. Some some of the uh, like some of the DNs like Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas. Yep. It physiologically doesn't make sense. They're two seventy, cut up, ten packs. And then you're like, how can someone be 6'3", 270 with 4% body fat? 
It almost doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it's almost like, well, I think it's unfair. I think I should get a little bit of that, you know? Maybe they can take a couple of my percent and I can I can lose some, you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a... They're just such a rare breed of athlete when you get to that level because you you know you you're under one percent of college athletes make the NFL and you're you're one of that percentage now which is you know an awesome feat for yourself. Um yeah it's it's crazy being around them but <clears throat> you can see the uh, sort of the difference between college and NFL. It's just everybody thinks about like the little things. Everybody's looking after their body. Everybody eats right. Um. It's it's a business now, and everybody's body is their sort of is their business. So everybody uh, is really looking after themselves. Yeah, that's good. That's what you want, and everyone as, as a core to do that. Um, now you had a little bit of a bit of time off. You mentioned it, six weeks off. Uh, during that time, you you got yourself engaged. So congratulations for that. Where was? Thank you. How did you do it? Where were you? Let's get all the big questions in. Uh, we were in Hawaii. Um, did it on a boat, which added to the stress, just because you don't want to drop the ring. Um, yeah. So it's already a pretty stressful sort of moment, but I stupidly added to it and did it on a boat out in the ocean. Um, but all was smooth. Um, it was it was actually pouring down with rain, so we were both absolutely uh, drenched in rain. But uh, it all worked out. Um, it sounds incredibly Hawaiian. unromantic, Mitch. Pouring down with rain on a boat must have been so. It must have been so tough for your now fiance to say yes. Like the sounds like a pretty nice moment. I think I would have said yes. Yeah, well, it was meant to be a sunset cruise, but there was clouds everywhere. So, uh, sort of just drove the boat out, came back in, and yeah, um, did all the you know got down on one knee and gave a little speech, and yeah, it was it was a good night. Oh, it sounds like it's it's all happening for you, mate. So congratulations with that. What, what happens now? When's um when's training camp start for you? So I'll report on the twenty fifth of July. Um, few weeks of of uh, hit the ground running, and then uh, the tenth, the tenth, we play the Cowboys in a preseason game. Wow, that, then we have a, that's so my a team. Preseason games. So you better yeah. not punt well against them, okay? That you can have one bad game against them. All right. You're you're a Cowboys man. I am, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I was. How many? How many Australians are on the Cowboys? Uh, they're second to the New England Patriots with with supporters. Unfortunately, I still stand by. I didn't even know who they were when I started barracking for them. And to be perfectly honest with you, in the past, I've tried to change once I realised what basically they're the Collingwood of the NFL, which a lot of Australians will get. Um, I tried to change, but. Unfortunately, I couldn't get rid of the feeling, so I'm stuck as a Cowboys fan now, and it's been a world of hurt for the last few years, I tell you. Yeah, but with all the Aussies coming into the NFL, mate, there's not one on the Cowboys. No, they they used to have... Let's remember, they did have Matt McBride, the original punter. Obviously, Darren Bennett was before him, but you know he was was there for a long time. Um, So that's that's why I stand by, so... Look, obviously, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the 49ers now. Um, that's what I was going to ask you before when you mentioned Solomon Thomas. Does he claim he's an Aussie? Uh, no, but no. he lived in Australia for a while. I think his dad moved there for work. Yeah, yeah. So he has. He didn't come up to you and go, oh, fellow Aussie, great. It's, it's good to have someone else in here? Uh, no, he put out a tweet or something when I was drafted or 
something. But yeah, I remember speaking to him about it. No, he doesn't claim he's Australian, but he he loved Australia when he was there. Well, that, you just let him know when you're there that we claim he's Australian. So it doesn't really matter what he thinks. He's an Australian because he's in the NFL. So we just we, we need to get our numbers up. So he's an Australian. All right, I'll let him know. Thank you. And have you heard from you know someone like Adam Gottes I've spoken to before? Other Aussies in the NFL. Have you heard from those guys? Uh, I haven't heard from Adam. Um, obviously, a lot of the other punters were were with the same program, and I was just I was just in Nashville training with. Uh, Cam Johnson and Jordan Berry. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, spoke to Dicko, uh, Michael Dixon, uh, after I was drafted and stuff like that. So I've heard from, I've heard from a lot of them. Yeah, that's good, man. I guess I'm starting to build a bit of a community now in the NFL with the Australians. You know, especially the punters. I'm actually doing a a quick stint on Sunday for Sirius XFM, which is, I believe, a radio station in America. I hadn't heard of them about about Nathan Chapman. They're calling me up just a bit of a, a blurb on you know the australian punters what does what does a guy like you know now that you're a fourth round pick what's your thoughts on the the pro kick process and the way that's gone obviously you owe him a lot of your success oh yeah um there's i think chap is changing like changing lives chap and john 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 called me one day and he was like i will change your life i was out fishing it was like I will change your life, and they've done it. Like without him, I I would probably um, still be in Australia working a job that I didn't love. Um, and yeah, now I've I'm engaged to an American uh, and living out my dreams. So I owe him a lot. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a pretty cool couple of months, and I certainly agree with you. I, I'm looking forward to having a chat about him on Sunday because what he's done for the NFL landscape, you know, in a in a league where you only really you only have 32 punters on rosters, maybe a couple of teams carry two, but not many, not for a long time. Um, the fact that there's you know five or six Australians of that 32, and the, what he's done to dominate the college system, it's um it's pretty incredible the way it's changed in the past you know five to five to ten years. Yeah. Um... And everyone asks me, they're like, "Do you owe Chap now? Like, how much? How much money? How much of a percent does Chap get? Or, or like your coach from Australia?" And it's it's nothing. Um, obviously, I think a lot of the guys in the NFL help help out, send balls, uh, do what they can, and um, I think like get Chap out for training with us and stuff like that. But as far as like a lot of contracts are like, okay, like if you make it professional, this is what you owe me. And it's, there's nothing like that. Um, so he's changed the game and he's changed lots of lives. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been a great process. Uh, well, so, so the training camp starts next week. What's your expectations for the season? Um, obviously, you want to perform really well being a draft pick. Do you feel that that pressure that you were drafted? So, you know, you were drafted earlier than what a lot of people expected. Do you feel that pressure now or, or are you just ready to get in there and just play football? Uh, I mean, there's there's pressure um, regardless of whether you're a free agent or a draft pick when there's 100,000 people screaming and you're, and you're out there to punt the football. There's pressure regardless. So... Um, and I put pressure on myself probably more so than any anyone else or any other factors in the game. So I, I hold myself to a higher standard than any fan or coach. So, um, And I, I was the same in college. So 
I'm just going to take it like a college game and go out there and try to uh, show what I can do. Yeah, awesome. And have you met all the training, all the coaching staff and everything like that? Are they all at the OTAs? Yep, I've, I've met all them, yep. And they're all what Kyle Shanahan's obviously regarded as one of the best offensive minds in the game. What's his attitude to punting? Because I imagine he would want to see you very, very little. Uh, he seems like a great dude. He, um, obviously with with uh, the offense, the punting can be more of a uh, defensive weapon. But um, he he's a great dude. Um, people call him Kyle by his first name, which I think is cool. Yep. Um, he, uh, I'll sit in on meetings where he'll talk about like different schemes and why he does this, and and it's like I'm sitting in learning another language. I just sit there like nodding my head and like right, right, okay. Got no idea what he's talking about. Uh, I but, don't. Um, I don't think I could tell you how much I would kill to be a fly on the wall for those meetings. <laughs> That'd just be incredible. I imagine the terminology is just out of this world. Yeah, no idea. So, I wish I could tell you some details, but it's all it's all another language to me. No, well, what what we'll do is we'll we'll catch up again later in the year, maybe end of the season after you you know you've made an All Pro and a Pro Bowl, and we'll we'll catch up and uh, you'll probably know more about it then. But look, mate, Australia are super proud of you. We're super proud of you here. Um, you know, we we can't say how excited we are to watch you play this year, and congratulations on all your success, mate. It's very very well deserved. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Ice up, son. Ice up. And I want to thank Mitch again, guys. Um, what an awesome interview, and I'm sure we wish him all the best for the upcoming season. Uh, if you like these interviews and you want to see more of our podcasts, we have an NFL podcast we do weekly, a fantasy football podcast we do weekly, um, always loaded with guests and um, fun and insight. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, just search The Vault Studio and you can find all that stuff. We also do a live video every Tuesday night at 8pm uh, Melbourne time on Facebook. We do our live NFL show, so tune into that when you can. Uh, please like, rate and subscribe and subscribe to everything um, if you like what we're all about. And again, thanks very much to Mitch and thanks everyone for tuning in and you will hear me on the next interview. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah.